VegCast. My God, it is spring. VegCast. The 22nd VegCast coming out on the 22nd. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. Yes, hello everybody. This is your host, Vance. Welcome back to VegCast. Thanks for downloading us. This is the 22nd VegCast coming out in March right after the vernal equinox. And so we're here to celebrate springtime and uh, celebrate also the Animal Aid concert that will be coming up in Baltimore this weekend. We're going to be speaking with Bob Pyle, the founder of the Animal Aid concert and talking about what his goals are, how he got this all together, and what the program, what the whole festivities are going to be. And we'll also be hearing some music uh, from some of the musicians involved in that concert that will constitute our musical contribution for this VegCast. But we will also, of course, as always, have a science fact And I don't usually do science facts for studies based on laboratory animals, such as lab rats, but uh, this is a special one, so stay tuned for that. That's coming up, and of course, uh, the interview with Bob Pyle, all that's coming up on this 22nd. Okay, we'll be bringing you that Bob Pyle interview in just a moment, but right here at the outset, I wanted to first just look back to the beginning of this year. A few podcasts ago, we had on Gary Francione, who had just started his blog, which continues apace, and now says he's going to start his own podcast. So that should be very interesting, and a recent uh, development in the whole podcasting, vegan, vegetarian podcasting world was uh, Gary has been on Vegan Freaks, as I mentioned last time, and it said something about Eric Marcus and the whole compassionate farming, compassionate meat, or as Gary calls it, happy meat uh, campaign or initiative to label products that uh, come from, you know, cage-free farms or animals are allowed to uh, walk a certain amount. And then uh, Eric invited Gary to come on his podcast and debate him. Gary did that. Uh, It turned into a long uh, two-hour podcast uh, between the two of them. Most of it Gary, not surprisingly. Um, And I don't want to get into the particulars of that. Uh, We'll have links to that. You can go and listen to that. Uh, But it certainly was interesting, and it it certainly, I think, augurs well, if nothing else, for the future of podcasting and vegetarian podcasting and being able to get these conversations. And perhaps in in this case, conversation is a little pushing the envelope. But uh, it does certainly have its fraught with possibility. And I look forward to see what the next development is, including, of course, Gary's podcast. But just one content note. Uh, the A lot of the debate about the compassionate meat issue and compassionate 
uh, all animal products, comes down to isn't it better to do something that gives the animal some relief now, some relief from suffering now, however small it is. And I agree that it, that is something that we should all wish for. Uh, Francione's point, of course, is that there's only so many hours in a day, and so we should concentrate on uh, doing things that are going to have an effect on people going vegan, uh, which will have a larger ripple effect and so forth. But uh, whether or not that's true, um, I do support the, the notion of incremental change, but I wanted to put this caveat. We sh- if we're going to give our imprimatur to anything that improves animals' lives, we should have some independently verifiable and reliable way of ascertaining that these measures do improve uh, animals' lives. Uh, Francione's point is, I believe, that even if they do improve them incrementally, the that doesn't uh, match up to the damage that it's doing to our PR or to the time taken away from more serious abolitionist work, which that's fine for him. My only point is that if we are going to uh, concentrate on incremental measures at all, those they perhaps bear a higher uh, responsibility to, to meet a standard of verification that we're definitely making a difference for animals rather than just pushing through a regulation that's on the books that uh, people like Howard Lyman in Mad Cowboy have gone into great detail about how farmers deal with regulations and how uh, little in practice a lot of the things that we think are restricting their activities and behavior uh, actually do so. So I just wanted to put in that little editorial comment. And from here on, of course, the rest of this VegCast, there will be no editorializing whatsoever. So with that in mind, let's head over to the VegCast studio and talk to Bob Pyle about the Animal Aid Concert. All right, right now on VegCast, we have on the phone Bob Pyle, uh, the musician and founder of uh, the Animal Aid Concert. Is that, um, have I got a right, Animal Aid Concert, or is it a festival? What is it, Bob? Yes, hi Vance. Yes, Howdy. it's called the Animal Aid Concert, and this is our first one. Okay, great. Well, I should—I I messed up my opening uh, by not having my <laughs> facts straight. But welcome to Vegcast, and thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you. Thank and you. And we just—I uh, wanted to talk to you about uh, how this came about. This is going to be on March 25th uh, from 2 to 7 p.m. at the Creative Alliance at Patterson. Uh, well, it's just off of uh, Patterson, just a block away from Patterson Park in Baltimore. And uh, this is something that you have somehow corralled together, Bob. Is that right? Yes. Um, we're um, holding the Animal Aid Concert to celebrate National Meat Out Day, which is March 20th. Mm-hmm. And um, other movements have um, used music in their movements. Uh, such as the civil rights and anti-war movement. So uh, I thought, well, why not try it for the um, the vegetarian and, and animal rights movement? Well, that makes sense. And so it's going to be uh, like an all-afternoon 
concert with a bunch of different bands uh, playing now. Is the is is there going to be uh, is the content of the song all going to be about animals, or is just some of it, or is it going to be about vegetarian? What's the have you have you laid down any uh, any rules or any suggestions for that, or people just coming and having a good time playing? Well, I think about half of our performers are going to be vegans or vegetarians, and the other half are uh, uh, just the general population, or as we refer to them in Baltimore, alternative musicians. Okay. <laughs> uh, you mean they're alternative to vegetarian? Or? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Alternative to vegetarian. But we didn't... Um, first of all, I think it would be difficult to to find um, 12, you know, vegan acts or musicians in the Baltimore area that that have a bit of a following. But we don't want to really preach to the choir completely, so we'd like to bring in a wide range of, uh, of people mm-hmm. who will bring in a, a, a different type of audience, you know, a, a good sample of the public. Gotcha. But, of course, any of their fans that are coming, it's not like they're coming to the Animal Aid concert. They're... They're going to know kind of what they're getting, right? Are there, is there oh, idea? yeah. But yeah, they'll be exposed and we're going to have uh, about 14 ex- exhibitors here, um, uh-huh. you know, passing out information and talking to people. So, um, yeah, it's going to be just a big festival and a lot of things going on. We have a, a hula hoop contest <laughs> and... Uh, a benefit auction at five o'clock with some great things. Okay, so I wasn't too far off when I was confused about calling it a concert because it really is kind of a festival. You got more than just mm-hmm. people sitting and listening to music. Right, that's ex- exactly right. We're going to have great vegan food all day long, and um, a lot, a lot of different kinds of food. And as you said in the beginning, uh, Vance. Uh, there's a beautiful park a block away from uh, the concert mm-hmm. called Patterson Park, right. which you can take a nice stroll in. And I so recommend there'll be a lot it. to do at the Animal Aid concert. Okay, well, about the uh, the music, which of course is the main thing, though, uh, can you give us a taste of what uh, some of the people that we, we might uh, be hearing that day? Yes, I can. Um, we have the great Jim Harris coming from Philadelphia with his band. Excellent. And Jim's going to be um, opening the show with an animal rights anthem called Let the Animals Live. And that was written by Paul Nahay. And um, it's really a great animal rights anthem, sort of, so we can compete with Live Aid and Farm Aid to have our own anthem. going to be uh, performing there. Um, uh, again, my name's Bob Pyle, and I have a, a vegan-oriented CD called Apples and Oranges. Right, and uh, re- regular VegCast listeners may recall hearing uh, the actual the, the title track, Apples and Oranges, on 
uh, an earlier VegCast. I can't. I should have uh, written down exactly which was somewhere around VegCast ten, wasn't it? Right, and I appreciate you playing that band. Sure. And um, oh, gee, we have about twelve different acts and um, some bands, great bands. We have um, Karen Goldberg, who's a Baltimore, uh, a real Baltimore uh, treasure, and she's got several. Um, uh, vegetarian song she's going to be singing and what kind of what kind of music uh, does karen do she's a folk singer uh-huh. um and uh, she has a song called um what if a cow ate you which okay. is pretty popular around here all right <laughs> and um we also have um a guy named ryan harvey from a group called riot folk who's going to be performing. He has a big following, and he plays in Europe and uh, quite a bit. And um, they do, you know, songs uh, uh, for, um, for you, know, an, um, you know, animal rights groups and also for, um, like, labor, labor things and things like that. Okay. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Would you still agree? Do you feel more safe? Do you feel more free? Was it worth it? And his name is Ryan Ryan Harvey. And he does real uh, up-tempo, real hard-edge folk music. Uh, Hard-edge folk? Yeah, originals that he's written. Okay. And... um, um, yeah, they're they're pretty popular with the younger set. So we we really have music for, you know, younger people. We really tried to to get it for, you know, all different age groups too. Okay. Now and this is going to be um you said the Creative Alliance was a former theater? Yes, yes. The Creative okay. Alliance is the 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 real na- the full name is the Creative Alliance at the Patterson and that's because it is the uh, Patterson Theater, which is an old, old Baltimore movie movie theater, which has been now converted into a concert hall, and okay. uh, that's where it's going to be held. So it's going to be you're, you're in a concert hall, but there's also like space. I don't know in the lobby or somewhere where there are exhibitors. Right, there's food. right. There's a big hallway and a lobby, and uh, there's an upstairs area and. Uh, this is only about three miles east of Baltimore's Inner Harbor, so right. it's very convenient, and uh, it's right on Eastern Avenue. Right, uh, okay. Uh, I can give you the, the address if you'd like. Or well, we'll put a, a you have, um, we'll, we'll have a thing in our show notes uh, okay. to go to, so people can use that sure. uh, if they want further information. Mm-hmm. But um, just about the, the concert itself and its and uh, your goals, now I think it's a, it's a pretty clever strategy to have uh, you know, a mix of different bands, so you have people coming in who aren't necessarily already, uh, you know, preaching to the converted, mm-hmm. as you say. But it, I'm wondering uh, that you were saying how comparing it to Live Aid and Farm Aid, and right. uh, is is this uh, kind of the plan to uh, kind of stake your claim and make this something <laughs> that will take off from here and uh, and get bigger? Yes, it is, Vance. Uh, we're hoping to uh, have the Animal Aid concerts get bigger and bigger. Um, 
we were actually uh, trying to get a venue in New York City for later this year. Hmm. Uh, that was just a little too ambitious. And, well, yeah. Uh, in fact, if any, if any of your listeners happen to know of a good venue in New York City that um, is animal friendly, we'd appreciate hearing from you. But uh, um, it looks like the uh, the second one will be either later this year or again next March. Okay. And we hope to uh, grow in size and um, and and get bigger each year. The uh, the response has been really overwhelming. We've had a uh, We've had to cut off uh, the exhibitors because we have so many, and it's really struck a chord in, um, I think, the, uh, the the vegetarian and vegan community. Right. Well, striking a chord is uh, exactly what we're talking about here, and it, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a fortuitous turn of phrase because I think uh, music, in a way, can sometimes get to people in a way that, uh, you know, just talking to them and, and going through the logic circuits of the brain doesn't always uh, do as successfully, and sometimes it, people are a little more open to a, a musical message. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Um, okay. I think we can all remember uh, in the, the, uh, the civil rights movement, some, uh, people singing, We Shall Overcome, and uh, there's just certain anthems and, um, and songs that just touch a touch a person much more than just reading a book or or getting a lecture. Right, okay. And hopefully this will be uh, something that we can uh, look back and say, I I remember when uh, they started this all off on March 25th, 2007. (laughs) I I hope so. I I hope so. It's been fun uh, putting this this show together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It really is going to be like a big party. Um, Right. You know, like I said, we have music all day and great singers and lots of food, vegan food, and um, we have um, uh, an adoptable dog coming in from the uh, the, uh, the Baltimore Animal Shelter. Okay. And uh, we have a hula hoop contest in case uh, <laughs> if any of your listeners would like to uh, come to the show and enter the hula hoop contest. And all right. Well, we'll uh, I'll. I'll uh, be sure to highlight that in the, <laughs> the show notes. Hula Hoop, get your entry in now. Um, and we'll have, uh, as I say, we'll have directions on the site uh, if people want to uh, get there. And, and of course, you have, um, I think I remember, you have, a, do you have a website for this? I'm sorry, I can... Yes, um, yes, um, it's, it's called BaltimoreAnimalRights.com. Okay, we'll have a we'll have a link to that. That's on the flyer you sent me, right? Yes, okay. it is. It's it's on the flyer, and um, okay. you can also just Google Animal Aid Concert, and right. it'll come right up. Okay, great. Well, we'll have a link uh, to that, and uh, we certainly encourage everybody listening to get down or over or up or whichever way you have to go to get to Baltimore on the 25th, see Bob Pyle and a bunch of other uh, musicians, and uh, maybe... I uh, have some vegan food. Maybe do a little hula hoop. Uh, who knows? It sounds like uh, it's going to be a great fun day for a variety of activities and hopefully for uh, raising awareness as well. So, uh, so Bob Pyle, thank you very much for joining us on VegCast. Oh, sure. My pleasure, Vance, and thanks for the wonderful things you're doing. Okay, and thank you, and I, I wish you the best with this. It seems like a great idea, and, of course, 
Uh, people come up with great ideas all the time, but uh, you're one of the ones that uh, is actually making sure that something comes of it. So I salute you for that. Oh, great. Well, come on out, everybody, to the Animal Aid concert Sunday, uh, March 25th, and we hope to see you then. Great. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Vance. by Karen Goldberger, as Bob Pyle mentioned, one of the featured artists at the Animal Aid concert. But now it's time to turn our attention to the world of science with our And our science fact for this podcast is a story that MSNBC.com gave the headline, Hmm, Rats Think Like Humans. The lead goes, rats appear capable of a complex form of thinking before known to exist only in humans and other primates. The capacity to reflect on what they do or do not know. And if you recall my Vegetarian Voice article about uh, studies on animal cognition, I mentioned a study there that was on rhesus monkeys. It also involved a bottlenose dolphin, uh, which essentially showed that uh, animals can assess how well they know something or how well they're able to judge something and uh, behave in that way. In this uh, study, for example, there were sounds that the rats were evaluating as either long or short, uh, but the, and the sounds, of course, varied in length. Some of them were right close to the middle, and in that case, the rats had an option of uh, pressing a a different lever, obviously, if when they got the answers right, they would get a, a good amount of food. If they got the answer wrong, they would get no food. If they opted out, they would get a small amount of food. And the rats chose to opt out at exactly the times when it would be uh, hard to judge exactly which uh, category the sound went into. Uh, Jonathan Crystal, a comparative psychologist at the University of Georgia, uh, says, if rats can do it, this capability may be more widespread than imagined. So that's certainly uh, interesting in and of itself. Uh, further irony is the very last sentence in this particular story from LiveScience.com. The, the discovery of this form of thinking in rats opens up further experiments into the brain anatomy and chemistry underlying metac metacognition in rats, which could impact human health. So... Uh, what we're finding is that rats' minds are more like ours, so we should continue to use them as subjects for brain research, apparently. And the question is, boy, how, how close do rats' minds have to get to ours before we say, hey, maybe we shouldn't just be using these, these things that think like us uh, as these objects to experiment on? But 
we will have to wait and see if that happens, perhaps on a future edition of Science Fact. Okay, that's going to wrap up our 22nd VegCast. Just a couple of notes before I go. Uh, this weekend, of course, is the Animal Aid concert on Sunday in Baltimore. Here in Philadelphia, however, there will be uh, events tied to the Great American Meat Out, which uh, was officially on March 20th, but uh, doing some celebrating, uh, some activism and so forth. Uh, this weekend on Saturday, uh, March 24th at 7 p.m., there will be a candlelight vigil uh, in Rittenhouse Square across from the Ethical Society. Uh, you may want to attend that also if you happen to be out near Lansdale on Saturday. Uh, during the course of the day, Arnold's Way Restaurant will be having a big uh, meet-out blowout, uh, doing uh, all kinds of uh, fun stuff. Allison Geiger of Club Be- Veg will be there. Uh, singer-songwriter John Shoemaker, a movie with Woody, Har- Woody Harrelson. Uh, belly Dancer, Spoken Word Performance, Arnold, and the Can't Sing. What uh, the Club Veg email says, the Can't Sing, Can't Dance Band. Uh, but Arnold's Way's website actually says the Can't Sing, Can't Rhyme Band. It looks like there's literally nothing that they can do. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's, it's great. Uh, and, of course, Arnold's Way, known throughout the Delaware Valley for their banana whips. They'll be giving away banana whips, so get down there for that. And that's going to do it until the 23rd VegCast, which will be coming out in early. And this time I do mean early April. And we'll see you then. Until that time, get out there and live like you mean it. <laughs>